What's going on, everybody? What is going on? It is Cole Hay. I am here with another episode of the All In Man Cave podcast, obviously as your host. It is January 21st, 2022. Uh, wonderful Friday. Hope everybody had a relatively stress-free work week. Uh, we got a big slate of games. We have eight teams left in the NFL. It is the divisional round of the playoffs. We will be taking a look at every single matchup. Not only that, my parlay is only four legs, hence four games. I was thinking about putting more legs in it, but guess what? We haven't been successful uh, by adding legs and or having more than four. So let's see if four is the magic number. So we got a four-leg parlay, the EK parlay, that I will reveal after we go through these matchups, uh, as well as we're bringing back Come On Man, the segment. So I'm going to pick one person from each matchup uh, that is part of the organization of one of these two teams within the matchup uh, and explain why they need to step it up. They need to have a great match. They need to have a great, a great game this week. Uh, and for by them having one, their team will get a victory in the divisional round and get to the conference championship of their conference. So uh, first, we're going to take a look at the matchup, do the EK parlay, and then we will do the segment. Come on, man. And I will bring back the awesome background music uh, and tell you guys exactly who is going to drive the needle uh, and who's going to be a really relatively important figure when driving this needle uh, for this week in the playoffs. So let's take a look at the first matchup. The Bengals are at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Joe Burrow's in a really big spot. Now, the, the there's a lot of people in this organization that have outperformed what we expected from them. Nobody expected them to win that win the AFC North. Everyone, I would say probably 75% of the people that I've heard and or talked to thought the Bengals were going to come in last in this division. And Joe Burrow has had an amazing time keeping them in it. Uh, along with a lot of complimentary pieces on the defense that have outperformed and have played well, as as well as their running game. And you can't say enough about their wide receivers. So that's basically a lot of impact players that have been playing at a relatively high level for the Cincinnati Bengals. But we'll see if Joe Burrow uh, takes some of that pressure that he used to feel somewhat in college at LSU. Uh, Let's see if he can use that in the NFL and play against the number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. And there's two people that I'm looking at for the Titans. I'm not really concerned about their defense giving up a whole lot of points. They've proven that they won't do it. Uh, even based on people projecting their defense to be one of the worst in the league this year, based on names, based on depth chart, and what have you, multiple reasons. But uh, there's two players on the Tennessee Titans that are going to drive this drive this game. And, and to be quite honest with you, uh, their names are Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Now, there's Derrick Henry perfectly clear. He's cleared to play. He's been activated. Uh, he's going to give it a go in this game and try and be as Derrick Henry-esque as he possibly can. Uh, and I don't think I trust anybody else besides him trying to do it. Uh, but he's coming off a major injury, uh, foot injury. So as a running back, that plant foot, uh, you're going to have to take a look at him early and see what he looks like. It's one of those things that's kind of really hard to project. I can't. I don't. I don't know that the first run, Derrick Henry's not going to feel something in his foot. Nothing's going to feel right, uh, and he's going to get less touches in this game, and and that's going to alter the way this game ends up going. Derrick Henry's got to have a good game. Ryan Tannehill is the other person that I just named. Ryan Tannehill has done a great job this year leading this team to a number one seed, even without Derrick Henry for the basically the second half of the season. But it's because he hasn't made mistakes. He hasn't made the big errant throw, the the errant interception late in games to let teams back in it. Granted, they haven't played the best competition in the second half of the season. They've won a few big games. 
but a lot of them are against subpar opponents. But even then, Ryan Tannehill's been doing what he needs to do as a quarterback, and he plays to his strength. If he does not make bad decisions and he gets help from his run game, he gets help from his defense, they can beat anyone. So those are the two people you want to definitely take a look at 100% when driving the needle for the Titans. Uh, But uh, the pick is in. I'm going with the Bengals plus three and a half. I think the Bengals offense with Joe Burrow leading that football team, they've gotten better on, on the offensive side of the football in terms of the offensive line. They've proved they can run the football. Their wide receivers are top notch in terms of a triple threat in the league. I would probably put them top five for wide receivers with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Not to mention uh, C.J. Uzamoa, who I've mentioned multiple times on this podcast. Great, great player. Uh, Huge target, has great hands, so he can help at the tight end position as well. And their defense just needs to show up. They need to show up and keep the Titans under 30, and I think that there's a, there's a very good possibility that the that the Bengals pull this out. But the later you get within the playoffs in the NFL, the closer the games get. And if you're going to give me more than a field goal with a team that I think that is relatively hot coming into this game, I am going to be all over it. Uh, so I'm definitely going with the Bengals plus three and a half. All of these numbers that I'm giving you uh, for the entire parlay are all from yesterday. I didn't get a chance to look at them today. My phone's actually charging upstairs right now. So I literally can't even look at them. So here's here's the deal. I, I, I don't know what the line has moved to, but if you're getting the Bengals plus a field goal or more, I would 100% take that. Next game on the docket, the 49ers are at the Green Bay Packers going to Lambeau. Uh, J- Jimmy Garoppolo is basically the talk of the town. Uh, so to speak, whether you are for the 49ers or against them. There's a lot of people out there that are anti-Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself anti-Jimmy Garoppolo. I just think that it. some decisions he makes are sketchy. He does show up late in football games. He gets game-winning drives. He sets you up. Uh, but his injury proneness uh, is a problem. His decisions late in football games, not late enough for it to be considered out of reach. Uh, but he had that bad throw in the fourth quarter against against the Dallas Cowboys last week that let them back in the game. So I, what do you get from Jimmy Garoppolo? It, the, the, what you basically need to weigh in this football game, whether you're super anti-Jimmy or not, is can Kyle Shanahan coach Jimmy Garoppolo to make the right decisions? Can he coach a good enough game for them to beat the number one seed Green Bay Packers? I have no idea what is to be expected of this football game? Nick Bosa is dinged up. Fred Warner's dinged up. They both might not play. They're dinged up on the offensive line, but the threat for them to score points uh, or at least keep games close is relatively good based on the way their defense has played recently and basically all season besides maybe the first month of the season. Their defense has played well, and that's with a bottom three secondary. Their secondary is awful. And I've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast, but if you're going to nail the 49ers somewhere, their secondary is awful. So we'll see what we get from Jimmy Garoppolo, what we get from Kyle Shanahan in terms of a plan for this football game so that they can come out victorious. It's going to be really hard to go in Lambeau. I looked on my phone. The weather is going to be cold. I think the low is zero. They're kicking off of the night game on Saturday. So it's going to be 8, 8.15, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. It is going to be cold in, in Lambeau. So if the 49ers are able to run the football and they're able to play defense against Aaron Rodgers, this game should be relatively close. Uh, 
but the, the, the coaching matchup, and I've mentioned Shanahan already multiple times, but the coaching matchup is very interesting. Uh, they come from the same tree. They're friends. Uh, Aaron Rodgers with the leaked thing about the 49ers want to recruit Aaron Rodgers. That story was through the offseason uh, this past offseason. So it's going to be very interesting how both of these coaches come out, whether they're going to try and outsmart each other or just play the game they've played all year, even though the other one probably knows what that is. It's going to be very interesting to see this coaching matchup. This game is going to be probably second best on the on the list in terms of what we're going to expect and what we're going to get. Uh, and I've mentioned I love the, the Bills-Chiefs uh, that we're going to talk about in a minute. I love Bills-Chiefs as a matchup, especially for the Sunday night football game. And they moved it up uh, from previous years, I believe, from like an 8-15, 8-30 kickoff to 6-30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm actually going to be able to watch that entire game and go to bed at a decent time, which is always a bonus. So the the pick is in. I am going with the under here. I think that the, the, the way that the Green Bay Packers have been betrayed the past two weeks in terms of they can't guard against the run, their defense doesn't play well. Well, they play well in Lambeau. They always do. And the way I know if the 49ers end up not playing Nick Bosa and and Fred Warner's not allowed to go or can't go, this might be blown out. Uh, but I don't want any part of this spread. It's moved way too many times. I think it opened at three and a half. Then the Jimmy Garoppolo, what they're calling an injury to the shoulder, which every quarterback plays with a lot, and we don't have to dig into that, but shoulder injuries are quarterback injuries that they deal with through through and through through any season. So I'm not really concerned about Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder in terms of this, but I I loved the under here, and it's 47. It could have changed. It could have moved. Uh, but if it didn't go below 45, I see this as a low-scoring low competitive game, and that's why it is going in the parlay as the under of 47. Next on the list, the Rams are at the Buccaneers. This game is very interesting. Shout out to Josh at work. Hopefully he listens to this podcast because I told him to because I was going to give him a shout out. Uh, So shout out to Josh. He is scared as a Buccaneers fan. Actually, to be quite honest with you, he's a Patriots fan who supports Tom Brady. Uh, I know there's some people out there that are going to probably be disgusted by that comment, but a really good football fan, really cool dude. Uh, So shout out to you, Josh. But I feel I feel your I feel your issue. I feel your pain. I don't like the matchup between the Bucks and the Rams. I don't like it. But Matt Stafford's going to have a lot on his plate. And due to what is going to happen in this football game, they're not going to be able to run the football on Tampa Bay. The way to attack Tampa Bay is through the secondary, who's still dinged up, still having issues back in the back. Uh, of that defense and they didn't give up much against the Eagles but the Eagles were completely off kilter more the Eagles being bad than than the Tampa Bay Bucks secondary being good so I'm concerned there uh, and I feel that concern as my buddy Josh also feels but it's Tom Brady and if you guys anybody out there who has ESPN plus who has access to watching man in the arena um, it is a great uh, doc series with Tom Brady if you guys have probably heard of it if you're listening to this podcast but it's a great I'm through the first uh, five episodes I think uh, the ninth one just came out I don't know how many there are total I didn't even look it up which I probably should have uh, but I'm gonna watch another one uh, real quick before my bowling league after I'm done recording this podcast but th- it is a great 
a great series. Tom Brady comes out. Multiple people talk with him. Multiple uh, in di- every episode, there's two different people uh, that they bring in and talk to, as well as Tom, while they go through his entire career, starting in Michigan and all the stuff that's happened to him through. Uh, I'm in like 2015 right now, based on what episode I'm on. So it, it's a great series. Watch it. Tom Brady is a hell of a player. He's an hell of an athlete, and he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, and it hurts. It's probably going to burn people's faces off that absolutely hate Tom Brady. Uh, But his preparation and the fact that he's 44 years old having this command of this team, it's very impressive. And you can't really deny that it is. He's he's faced a lot of of adversity already since joining the Buccaneers from the Patriots. Yeah, he brought in a few players. He brought in a few players people consider to be has-beens and or old. And he made him good. He was working with Bruce Arians. They they have a good combination with Byron Leftwich as the coordinator of the offense, and and Todd Bowles as the coordinator of the defense with Bruce Arians and that staff. I would be scared if I'm the Rams, uh, and I would be scared if I was anyone playing against Tom Brady. He just won the Super Bowl last year, so TB12 definitely something to to take a take a look at in this football game. He's always a game changer. Uh, no matter what, he can come out with that play when he needs it. Uh, and he's 44 years old, which is super impressive. Uh, the coaching matchup real quick, uh, Sean McVay against Bruce Arians, basically opposites. Uh, Bruce Arians probably still with a torn Achilles. I don't know if anybody caught that, but he had an ice bag taped to his leg for the entire Eagles game. Uh, he's a partially torn Achilles, and he's out there jumping around, doing all this stuff. So uh, Bruce Arians is a great coach. I respect the crap out of him. Uh, Sean McVay, the newer mind uh, versus the older mind of Bruce Arians. Very interesting coaching matchup. Uh, But I did hear something great from a random person I met at the gas station. And that is uh, that Tom Brady is the coach of that football team, not anybody else. Uh, And that's probably uh, 90% true. Tom Brady's play, doing the play calls. He's bringing the he's bringing the personnel in. He's doing most of it and he's doing it at a lower cost at quarterback where many other quarterbacks in the league don't have that don't have that what should i say they don't have that respect enough to call that are that they will call plays uh and and the team will be successful tom brady does it and he does it day in and day out uh so my pick is i went earlier in the week people uh people from work anybody any of my friends from work are gonna say that i double backed on my on my pick but I'm going with the the Tampa Bay money line. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I I can't do it. I can't do it against the inconsistencies from Matt Stafford, uh, the inconsistencies from the Rams defense to be subpar in games. I just, I can't. And he's going to have Mike Evans. I know they're missing a few key pieces uh, on the defensive side and on the offensive side. But I think Tom Brady gets it done. I'm just not willing to commit to a number, which is why I'm going Tampa Bay money line for the parlay. Last game on the docket, the Bills are at the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills coming off a big win. Josh Allen had a big game. Uh, But this is all about the quarterbacks. This game is 100% about the quarterbacks, except for one minor wrinkle. And we'll get to that in a minute. But Josh Allen had a wonderful, wonderful game last week against the Patriots and embarrassed Bill Belichick. The second-best coach... Uh, that you could probably play in the NFL right now besides Bill Belichick is probably Andy Reid. Uh, So they're going to have to do this back-to-back games, and it's going to be very interesting. It is going to be very interesting. Uh, The one thing I won't buy into is people saying that the weather in Kansas City and the the atmosphere in Kansas City is going to rock 
um, Rock Josh Allen and they're going to get absolutely obliterated for it. I don't think that that's necessarily true. It's probably colder and worse in Buffalo than it is in Kansas City. I have been in that stadium. Uh, the fans in Arrowhead are amazing. Uh, the most loyal fans I've probably ever seen. And I've only been to a few stadiums in my life, but even listening to stuff on TV, you can kind of get the grasp uh, of what's kind of happening. But going into Arrowhead is tough. It's really tough. And especially the, the Chiefs team itself is already tough, plus the fans. And I don't think a lot of people from Buffalo are going to be able to impact that crowd. So it's going to be a very good game to watch. Patrick Mahomes having a up-and-down season. Josh Allen having a little bit of an up-and-down season. But these two just signed huge extensions. They're going to be around, and they're going to be battling each other for a long time. And this is the beginning of possibly a Tom Brady versus Peyton type comparison. This might be where it is. Patrick Mahomes able to improve his accuracy, being able to find different targets. Josh Allen running the football more. They're both developing. And they're developing in different ways, but they're both developing to be great. And it's going to be great to watch for probably the next decade, assuming that neither of them, uh, knock on wood, uh, neither of them have any type of season-ending uh, season injury or career-ending injury or anything like that. These are the best two quarterbacks uh, in the AFC for sure, but probably uh, in the league as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a great game. The running games you got to keep an eye on. Buffalo's been hot on the ground. The Chiefs have proved that they can run the ball as well. Both of these teams relatively considered non-running or bad rushing teams. Uh, but lately, lately in the in in the in the year, maybe the past month, the Chiefs have gone to gone to Jarek McKinnon. He's gotten productivity. Daryl Williams. Uh, they've been able to do stuff even without Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And then on the flip side, in Buffalo, you you're dealing with Singletary. You're dealing with Josh Allen running the football, and they get Isaiah McKenzie out in the backfield, and he does some weird stuff, does some trickery, does some stuff that that gets them yards on the ground. So they've been very good on the ground as well. So we'll see what happens. That's probably going to be one of the driving forces of this game uh, as well as the defenses uh, and clearly uh, if you have half a brain or if you've watched more football than just one game this season you would know that the Bills defense is better than the Chiefs defense now uh, that's not saying the Chiefs defense are scrubs uh, but the, the the Bills defense is top three Chiefs probably top 10 uh, so that lack in one one team being maybe first in defense the other one being maybe ninth that gap might be enough to be a big swayer in terms of what the outcome of this game is going to be. Uh, and my buddy Greg, obviously I'm rooting uh, for the Chiefs in this game. Want them to get back to the Super Bowl. I really hope he listens to this. I am a huge Chiefs supporter. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love how that organization carries themselves. I love their draft picks that have made a huge impact on defense this year that have made their defense be considered garbage at the beginning of the season. The way they've played, they are definitely top 10 in the league, which I'm very impressed by. Uh, but this game screams uh, one-point difference. Uh, and when the game screams one-point difference and I watch the way the Bills have played the last few weeks, I I'm going with Buffalo plus two. Now, that does not mean I'm picking Buffalo money line. That's not what I'm doing. I'm hedging the biggest, best percentage that I think is going to happen in this football game. Either the Chiefs win by one or the Bills win the game. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's going to be a hard-fought game. The over-under is kind of nuts. At, I think it was 54.5 earlier this week. 
I don't like that number. Uh, and every time I bet on the Chiefs, they lose. Uh, that's just me personally for betting. Uh, but what I think is going to happen, I think this is going to be a one-point game. Uh, and if it's a one-point game, I win either way, taking the Bills plus two. Not thinking the Bills are going to blow out the Chiefs. I think this is going to be a great game. And I'm not hating on the Chiefs at all. But I think this is a one-point game. And I have to take the odds with Bills plus two. Uh, so the parlay, again, we went through all four games. So the parlay is going to be uh, Bengals plus three and a half. The under in the Green Bay-San Francisco game of 47. The next is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line. And then the last part of the parlay is the Bills plus two. Uh, so hopefully we can win uh, between next this week, next week, and then maybe put a decent, not a decent amount, but more money on the Super Bowl, maybe do some Super Bowl props, uh, depending on who's in there, what we're looking at for, for the Super Bowl as well. Um, but that is the recap of all the games. Uh, good luck to all the fans of these teams out there. Uh, I definitely will be watching. Uh, got a bowling tournament on Saturday night. Definitely going to be watching that Saturday night game. Uh, probably a decent amount of the Saturday day game as well. And then back back on, on Sunday uh, for the Bills Chiefs, I'm definitely going to watch uh, for sure and possibly some of the Rams and Bucks. So I'm going to be watching football probably most of the weekend. But uh, really hoping uh, that these games are good, great games to watch. Uh, the NFL right now is super competitive. Things are changing and changing quickly uh, with how rosters are set up, with, have, with, with basically everything in part of the organization. We got a lot of turnover this year for coaches. We got a lot of turnover for players. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Uh, great for content, content for the podcast as well. So uh, good for me. Uh, definitely being able to do this and having stuff to talk about with you guys. So uh, we're gonna change. We're gonna change it up. Uh, we're gonna get into the come on man segment. Uh, like I said before, I'm gonna pick one individual for either of the organizations for each matchup. Uh, that's really gonna drive if they're able to get a big win this weekend and why it's in, why they are so important uh, to these teams getting that win. So. Uh, one through four, I'm going to go the same order that I did when I went over the podcast. Uh, so I am going to start right now. The second version of Come On Man segment starts right now. Number one, uh, between the Bengals and the Titans game, the number one person that needs to come on, man, Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. You made this team relevant. The coaching decisions that you've made throughout the year have made this team continuously ascend. They won in a division that they were that you were considered. If I'm talking to him personally, you were considered to be in the in the basement. Uh, you've reached the ceiling. You've won the division. You did it with one week, and you were able to rest your players. Please call a good game plan against a very underrated Titans defense, as well as a very underrated Titans offense with Derrick Henry coming back. The, this head coach in, in Zach Taylor needs to have the right defensive scheme. He needs to have the right offensive scheme. And, and he needs to stick to it with the, the buy-in from his players for them to get a victory this week. Which is why he is definitely the most influential influential person in that matchup. Number two, influ, uh, come on man, from the San Francisco and Green Bay Packers. No, it is not Aaron Rodgers. No, it is not Devontae Adams. And no, it is not Matt LaFleur. You guessed it. It is Jimmy Garoppolo. If Jimmy Garoppolo comes into this football game and does not shit the bed, they will have a shot to beat the number one seeded Green Bay Packers and force a lot of drama in the offseason. That is what I am excited for. If Aaron Rodgers plays the rest of this year and does not win a Super Bowl, 
There is going to be rumblings in Green Bay. It is going to be very interesting to see what happens. Listening to him week in and week out, Aaron Rodgers sounds extremely weird on the Pat McAfee show. If you guys don't believe me, go back and check it. A free plug-in for you guys, the Pat McAfee show. I know there's not as many, I don't have as many listeners as you, but it's still a free plug. So Jimmy Garoppolo has to play a whole game but without having any type of negative energy come to this football team. Make good plays, make smart plays, keep your team in it so that you can get a big win in Green Bay. Next on the come on man list, the third matchup, the Rams at the Bucks. It, it would be easy for me to pick Tom Brady, right? It would be very easy, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pick Tom Brady. Number three on the come on man list is every single Los Angeles Ram wide receiver. And the reason I bring this up is the same reason I would bring it up to anyone playing against San Francisco. It seems like the Tampa Bay Bucks are using their defensive line and linebackers to make it almost impossible to attack their piss poor defensive backs. You got Odell Beckham Jr., you got Cooper Cup, you got Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby. Come on, Matt Stafford, expose that Tampa Bay Bucks secondary. If they are able to expose that secondary, the Rams have a really high chance of winning this football game. Not because Tom Brady's not good enough, not because the Tampa Bay Bucks offense isn't good enough, uh, but because the Tampa Bay defense has some has some places you can attack them at. And if you can do it the right way with the good coaching from Sean McVay, with good decisions by Matt Stafford, and with big plays from Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby, you will have a very good shot of upsetting the former Super Bowl champs of last year, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Last on the list from the last matchup, the Bills and the Chiefs. Number four on the come on man list, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Leslie, you have an opportunity here to be great. You have an opportunity to stop Patrick Mahomes in his, in his steps, in his walk. You can stop him. The defense needs a great play call, play calling scheme. You need to limit the amount of time that he's able to scramble and make big plays. And your defense needs to play man-to-man and play it well. Because right now, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill are not on the right, on night on the right wavelength. They haven't, Tyreek hasn't had a breakout game. They've been going to other players, other younger players, players down the depth chart. There's a higher chance of a player that is currently fourth string playing wide receiver having an uh-oh moment in a big playoff game than Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. It's just the chance. The, what are the chances? A rookie, someone who hasn't been on a big stage can make a big mistake. Leslie Frazier has to make those big mistakes turn into big plays for his defense. And I think he has the opportunity to do so. Now, on the flip side, Spags, who's the defensive coordinator to Steve Spagnuolo uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's going to have a, a, a hard, hard a decision to make too as to what the hell am I going to call to stop Josh Allen? How am I going to make him not run? How am I going to make him not able to throw zingers all around the field against honestly a subpar corner, a subpar defensive backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs as well uh, as the Bucks and as well as the 49ers. So they're all three of them have subpar uh, backfields in on the defensive side of the football. So Leslie Frazier's going to be he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. Uh, because I think their offense comes out and performs. Everything, every idea that I've seen, everything everybody has talked about about this matchup, scream shootout. Uh, it's either going to be a shootout or a low-scoring game. I don't think it's anywhere in the middle. Uh, so Leslie Fraser is the last person on the list uh, for Come On Man. 
All right, guys, relatively short pod today. Uh, there's only four matchups through the through the Come On Man segment out there. Uh, once again, real quick, I want to thank everybody. Thank you so much for telling your friends about the podcast, uh, for the reviews, for the ads on uh, Twitter, uh, for everything that's uh, for all the listens for you guys going back and listening to my listening to my episodes about about football. Uh, we're gonna bring back some of the some of the stuff for content uh, after the Super Bowl. We're gonna bring see where I I ranked everybody before the season started and compare it to the final the final look. Uh, in terms of where each team ended up in each division, uh, we'll take a look at all of that stuff uh, that we talked about very early into the All In Man Cave podcast. Uh, but while we're at it, uh, please add me on Twitter at All In Man Cave Pod. Also, add me on Facebook, Cole Hate, C O L E H A Y D as in dog, T as in Tom. Uh, and remember, the podcast can be found on most places that you find podcasts. Uh, for example, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and many other places that podcasts are found. I will talk to you guys back after all of these matchups on Tuesday of this next coming week. Uh, like I said, we're going to have uh, some cool segments uh, in these next few episodes uh, of, of the of the podcast. So I'm hoping you guys will listen. Uh, it's like I always say, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell anybody who would enjoy me talking about the NFL, uh, NFL football and or any other sport um, for the length of time that I do for the podcast. Also going to have some MLB stuff out relatively soon. Uh, we'll bring Tyler back on the podcast, talk about some MLB baseball stuff. Uh, we'll be talking some hockey stuff, maybe even talk a little talk a little golf uh, because golf season is in, in route right now. A couple of cool tournaments already happened, a couple of cool things going on there as well. But plenty of content for you guys. Once again, thank you for listening. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Good luck to all the fans again out there. Hope your team wins and wins big. Uh, so until Tuesday, like I always say, later. later.